I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So, so we the first to one <laughs> we was start with. obviously <laughs> it's going to be. The girls are still wearing the clothing, unfortunately. A fantasy of mine is like a gay thing. That's just hot to me. This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about being... Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. Okay, <laughs> so, bitches. Love you. Wow. Tara gets saucy. Welcome to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. I am James, and I'm going to be your sexy, swinging lifestyle host for today's show. We host our weekly show to empower you to explore your sexuality and learn more about consensual non-monogamy. We made a decision that we did not want to fit the societal norm when it came to relationships, dating, and sex. We wanted to open things up, so that's just what we did. Since 2013, we have explored consensual non-monogamy and never looked back. If you're looking for more after the show, be sure to get social with us. Follow us on Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Twitter at sxuninterrupted, and Facebook by searching sexuninterrupted. After the show, be sure to visit sexinterrupted.com slash radio show and sign up for our mailing list so you can get all the special offers and exclusive content and updates about Sex Interrupted. And now for the smoke show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For this show today, I wanted to mix things up and take some of our sativa drops from Tilray. These drops can be ingested orally as well as used in food products. Great for cooking and tea. The carrier oil is coconut, and when ingested in known doses, offers up predictable, slow-acting, yet long-lasting effects. The THC content of this oil varies, but it's usually around 15 milligrams per milliliter. This oil actually won top high THC oil at the 2016 Canadian Cannabis Awards. This oil is great for when you want to remain focused and energetic, yet it also offers a calming sensation as well as the ability to help with anxiety and insomnia. And on this week's show, I sit down in our living room with three guys from our local community to have a general discussion about men of the lifestyle and the lifestyle in general. We touch on the fact that everyone in the room has a lot of experience when it comes to the lifestyle, and we discuss what the notice changes in ourselves, our relationships, and the community. We then shift over to talking about the topics that were brought up in my Men of the Lifestyle discussion at Young Swingers Week, October 2019 edition. We also touch on our experiences with running into people from our vanilla life and share our stories and tips on how to navigate these types of situations. We will hop over to the interview after a quick commercial break. Have you checked out Season 6, Episode 7 of CNN's original series, This is the Life with Lisa Ling? She covered what a taste of Nadia and Nolans was like. They followed us around for some cool interviews, and tickets are now selling out fast for 2020. You won't want to miss this amazing event. As king and queen of Nadia and Nolans 2019, we will be returning to hand off our crowns, and we want you to join. Come to New Orleans with us July 8th to 12th, 2020, and see why we keep coming back every year. When you get your tickets through us, we will send you a personal thank you email and add you to our NIN mailing list to help you prepare for 2020. Visit sexuninterrupted.com slash naughty and book today. Our Patreon community has got it going on. We recently revamped our entire community and frequently are sharing all kinds of bonus and exclusive content with our members. It's the only platform we share the more intimate side of ourselves, and we even have Kristen, the independent unicorn, on a guest tier. You guys will love her. Membership start at only $5 a month and gives you access to our steamy blog, the video version of many of our shows, never-before-seen photos, the opportunity to join our monthly live smoke show, and much more. 
Not only that, you are directly supporting us, which means we get to invest more into Sex Uninterrupted and get things like a new video recorder or computer for video editing. Visit patreon.com slash sex uninterrupted and choose a membership tier today. Welcome back to Sex Uninterrupted with James, I guess, because Tara's not in the studio with us. Um, so I guess it's time to introduce the guys that we have brought in for the gentlemen of the lifestyle discussion. Uh, I'll start with my left over here. I have Ramrod. How you doing, bud? Very good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. How uh, long you been in the lifestyle? What do you What do you know? What do you do? <laughs> oh, what do I know? <laughs> um, well, the wife and I have been in the lifestyle for well over 10 years now. Uh, we've been married for over 15, and uh, it's been an interesting journey for the two of us. Nice. And you guys have been together for how long? <sighs> over 20. So you guys have been in the lifestyle. You got in the lifestyle after you guys were together. So yes. Yeah. Interesting dynamic. Yeah. We learned about it together. Uh, stumbled through it together and uh, we're still stumbling together <laughs> aren't we all yeah you, you never <laughs> <stopped> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh to next to him i have slip who was on our show the desire episode how you doing man really good it's been a great day of snowy driving i know hey <laughs> calgary sucks um yeah most of our listeners are in the states and they're all down in texas so uh they are probably not ever having to deal with any of the shit so oh, uh, shout out to texas um slip so how long you uh, been in the lifestyle what do you know what do you do nine years <laughs> for myself actually probably encroaching on the 10 side now um and uh yeah kind of just got my start by myself right after previous relationship and uh moved forward into where we're at now and met my current wife uh and brought her into it as well and when you oh, sorry and when you started your relationship you guys started out pretty much lifestyle didn't you more or less um i've i have this theory where you have to have love before you can have the lifestyle you can't go the other way um so i just started dating looking for somebody and just got lucky enough that she was sympathetic to what this whole lifestyle is and so i got her exploring it with me and then yeah yeah now we're here <laughs> awesome and uh to my right then i have jonathan hey buddy hey man you good to see you had me back i got you back on the show again um so tell me about what do you know what do you do oh geez that old pickle well i uh, got into the lifestyle with an ex of mine um it's funny really introduction i uh i dj'd a whole bunch of swinger parties before i ever actually took part in them so it was a really nice way of getting exposed to the whole thing so kind of eased into it uh, met a whole bunch of really good people in that lifestyle. Um, since then, X and I have broken up, but still pretty active in a uh, bunch of couples' lives and running through that whole gamut of craziness. But yeah, being a stag, I guess, I found out recently on one of those polls that you guys posted on your uh, Facebook. That's, I don't uh, know. I didn't I do that. I saw that one too. It was and the better half. It not, was better not a half. horrible nickname. Yeah, no, no. Well, I mean, I'll, t I'll take it. I've been called worse by better. But what's the di what? What is the difference? I guess is there's a cuck, a stag, and what else? Man. I think there was the, yeah the thing that was I that just it? saw through the yeah it was the, the difference between a cuck, a stag, and all of that sort of stuff, and then a manicorn. 
Well, I like so to call them manicorns because I find it funny as shit because they don't like to be called manicorns, but that's just me. Yeah, it's that I just thought it was bit. a bull. That's what I, I thought. Yeah, see, and then there was a couple of different, I don't know, there was a whole bunch of different explanations from it. Somebody's definitely analyzed that to death. Mm. <laughs> so I guess, I, I guess that's a great topic of conversation. What would you consider if you, do you guys, and do you guys play alone? We've tried. We're trying. Um we're, we find that uh, it's difficult to find couples that all four are compatible. or Gelling. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we've talked about doing a little more alone play just because it's a little bit easier, especially with the family and time, you know, which we well, have Well, at least it's somebody's of. home, right? Yeah, so, yeah, you, so Ramrod has kids. Yes. He's got two kids. Slip has no kids. Jonathan has no kids. Thank God. I have Sorry, no kids. <laughs> it's all good. We, uh, we're we actually taking a small break from open lifestyle. So we're still doing full swap. We're still doing parties, all the rest of it. But um, we just decided with a rush of current events that have been happening in our community that it was kind of time to dial things back and focus on each other a little a little bit more. Right. Yeah. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, um, what what would you... So you guys have played alone. Um, what would you consider yourself when you play alone as a single male? A bull? Stag? Is it mostly entering into couples? I, I don't think I really define it. It's just uh, an experience with someone that you trust that we're all, you know... Do you mostly find it easy with couples? Uh, I think it's, it's a preference of ours to be able to do do that with couples i find i'd rather see my wife there and be involved than just on my own but yeah. you know if i find also with with kids we have such little time that we really we, we've become almost non-existent lifestyle lately right just because of our schedules and our kids and everything so well and you have that's a that's a thing we're going to talk about later too mm -hmm. which is balancing that sort of life but have you have jonathan you found it easier with couples being single? Uh, oh yeah absolutely i mean there's been experiences with girls and it just like girls and their friends and like couple girls i don't know the, the the single female in the lifestyle regardless of whether or not you're in a couple or you're a single is kind of it's almost something that is like there's a lot of energy that gets wrapped up with all of that sort of stuff and a lot of the time there's like she's got other things going on and there's I don't know, recent events, I've, I've definitely kind of taken a step back and realized that there's comfort in couples, that there's that energy that both mm -hmm. of them feed off of. You understand where you sit with both of them. Like, yeah, currently I'd say I enjoy playing with couples more than I enjoy playing with uh, a single female, which sounds weird, but I don't know, man. Crazy, like group sex is one of those things. It's like Pandora's box. You can't close it. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. <laughs> like that's uh, it's that's a true a, story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a great dynamic. Absolutely. And yeah. and you like being able to meet with that guy afterwards and like you share that that weird ass fucking bond that yeah. you know seven point two billion people in the world and literally there were two that could have shared that with you. Like that's I don't know, man. That's that's cool. And then you yeah. get the justification from the woman and. And you're a awesome. numbers guy. I like you. Right? I like Shotgun you. <laughs> 7.2 billion. Um, and uh, Slip, I mean, uh, actually, that's funny how you say that, that 
you know that group dynamic because that's actually how i met slip um in a sense um yeah. but uh when you were playing alone did you mostly play with women like like single women or was it mostly couples so yeah so the reason why it was mostly single women for me is the pandora's box aspect uh we just felt as a couple that if there was a group session that what the more the merrier like once you open that door why stop at three right i've heard the term morsums more often than not in just the recent past and i fucking love it morsums so great as soon as you get over three it just turns into a morsum no threesome foursomes fivesomes morsums mm-hmm Call me old fashioned. I just like the good old dirty orgy. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, and that, but that's the thing. Orgies aren't necessarily easy to come by. It's when you find a group of people that you're super comfortable with, and that's developing your community around you. Um, I, that kind of goes like that. Kind of goes to like the whole thing about like the changes that I wanted to talk about. So we all started off in a specific spot when it comes to the lifestyle. Like we kind of either you started playing. I guess started playing or started talking about it, right? You started getting the communication out there and started developing your your rules, your boundaries, where you sit, where you want to be in the lifestyle and how you figure that out. And I think that there's been big changes. And I think that from a guy's perspective, um, I, I, I think we get the misconception that a lot of guys think like, oh, by the way, you get to have sex with somebody else, right? When the dynamic becomes so much more. And in the beginning, for me, then it was probably the fact that I got to have sex with somebody else. Like really, in all fairness, I was just out there going bang, 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 and doing the thing and having the fun. But it and it didn't become more about connection for me um, until later on in like the lifestyle and realizing really what you wanted. And again, that comes to like figuring out who you are as a person, and let alone figuring out where you sit within your relationship. Absolutely. But what like what do you guys think is like probably like the, one of the biggest changes that you've like that you have had happened to you since the start of you in the ls now don't all go first but you know (laughs) i'd say it was more of a lesson and i'd say we fucked up by turning friends into swingers and not swingers into friends we fucked all our friends and that was a weird kind of like we had had all of these previous relationships with them wonderful times and just when you work your way through them because you're like oh we're swingers come over to our place take off all your clothes it's super fun like they're not emotionally equipped to deal with all of that <laughs> yet at but. all and so i'd say like that big sort of dynamic standing on the other side of that relationship and it was a seven-year relationship like it was a decent relationship i learned a lot from it but I think that was one of the biggest faux pas that I never want to repeat again in life. Like, don't turn your friends into swingers. Turn your swingers into friends. Right. Curious, because I actually have the exact opposite. <laughs> Sweet. This is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. To the death. Controversy. <laughs> we, we've actually converted a whole bunch of our friends. Um, a lot of them to this day don't necessarily identify as lifestylers or swingers or whatever. They just identify as straight-laced people who have a bit of an open mind. Um, And that's fine. That's what it's all about. They can identify as whatever the hell they want to. But um, I love the fact, I love the familiarity of being able to hang out in a group of people that I may not have had sex with them in a while. I may not ever have sex with them again. That's not the point. The point is we have this level of familiarity and it changes the bond as you were already kind of touching on. And 
I find that it makes everything just so much more tight because you kind of get to see what real people are like. So we see that ill-equipped for this level of connection and we raise you by bringing ourselves to that level and helping them along. Interesting. So, but then what are the, what is the biggest change that you've seen since the start of your, I guess, LS career? <laughs> confidence <laughs> would be the biggest thing. You never lacked confidence, you son of a bitch. <laughs> My very first I've known night you since lifestyle, grade eight. <laughs> I thought I was going to get murdered. And now I love to slay. So. <laughs> but it's interesting though right like the dynamic of gaining confidence in just knowing that like you're getting that like instant almost gratification when it comes to sex in that sense right like because if you're con if you're going out like when you were younger and you're going out to the bars hitting on girls like you know there was that chance that she's gonna probably say no and then you have to move on to the next one and move on to the next one in the lifestyle, it's kind of like when you start getting that flow and that connection with somebody, it's kind of really easy to get that gratification of, oh, I got a yes. And then it's like, well, what did I do to get that yes? And you start going back. Like you learn the lessons and then you gain the confidence. Yeah. I think it's kind of, it's, it's really cool when you start breaking it down and you start really understanding that confidence. And it's just about how you speak to people. It's about how you interact with other people. And if you're if you're in if you're bi or if as a male or if you're strictly hetero flexible, as I like to call it, because um, I don't think anybody's a hundred percent straight. Well, <laughs> yeah, no. And there's there's a lot of concessions that are made when two guys are fucking the chick. Like, mm -hmm. but anyways, I think it's interesting when you get to that point. But uh, what do you think your biggest change is? Um, <clears throat> you know what. As a as a as a as a husband and a father, um, I think it's really helped me explore a side of myself that that we don't put out to other people. We've been very careful about exposing our non lifestyle friends to this, and so I've I feel that you know as a person I've I've grown as a person. I've learned a lot about myself. I've uh, gained a lot of confidence in myself because I was a very shy kid growing up and the lifestyle I, th I find has really helped me explore a side of myself that I never thought I, I had and uh, kind of taught you to dig deeper into one finding out more about yourself what yeah. you like what you don't like because you guys have been together for a long period of time yes, so from long. that dynamic you've been with that person for a long period of time and now you're trying to figure out who you are after even and who you are with that person too, Absolutely, right? and, and it you know allows, allows me to grow with my wife and learn more about her as well and what she is is about and what she is capable of. And it, it's, it's certainly opened her eyes to a lot of different things uh, individually. Um, at the same time, it's, you know, it's, also been, it's also been challenging too. It really is, is kind of well, exposed us to things that we never thought we would ever see and, and has really, forced us to really challenge ourselves and, and challenge each other as to what we would or would not do and who and who we are not. Well, and that's the thing, right? You start developing those communication skills of being able to open up and challenge your partner, even though they may not like it. Yep. Right? I think it's another point where you're seeing other people find and see in your partner a side that very, very, very few people were ever be 
granted permission to see. I mean, that vulnerability and that layer of physicality that you're existing with, like that extra level of stuff, which kind of comes back to the other side. Like, I in, I enjoyed not having those types of knowledge and those people having that type of knowledge with me. Having that delineation between people you have and will fuck and people that you won't and will not fuck. Like, I, I think that that sort of delineation kind of starts losing itself when you really get sort of sunk into that lifestyle. You just sort of look at everybody else as a future conquest. And it like, and that's, but again, in the same way that you were explaining, like, it's the confidence that you build, it's because you're getting more perceptions of yourself from different people seeing you in those glorious and unflattering and, you know, amazing lights that are orgies and crazy swinger parties. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's a cool place to make a, a judgment call on somebody. You're, you're pretty bare. And I think that goes also to the point of like, you don't, like, it's, I think it's that funny old saying, it's like, you know, those people that are like, no, you don't really know. You don't really know Ramrod. You don't really know Slip. You don't really know Jonathan. It's like, I think the people in the lifestyle really get to know who you are. <laughs> I think so, too. Without right? without a well, chance, yeah. Well, and because you're also putting yourself out there more. Because the more you put yourself out there, the more um, you are, I guess, more appealing you would be. Because, again, you're opening up your world. And if somebody is in this lifestyle and they've appreciated that their partner has been able to open up with them and talk about this stuff with them, and you're able to do that with them and develop that same level of almost trust within the community, I think that your 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 bubble grows even bigger and bigger because the people around you end up just wanting to be around you because you're truthful, you're honest, you're you're brutally honest. You talk about the things you like and you don't like. And the people that end up surrounding themselves around you are the people that end up becoming, like you said, your best friends. Well, you don't. You did the wrong thing, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, and I'm not going to say that it didn't spawn some really, really, really great memories but and friendships as well. But I don't know. Looking back, I feel as though that whole... Yeah, turning friends into swingers thing probably worked out more 75% in the favor of, well, that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we all make those. <laughs> and we talk about that all the time is forgive yourself now because you're going to, you're probably going to screw up. Well, and it, it's always. the lifestyle. And it's not necessarily, it's like your fault, but you're just going to do it because, again, you're going to miss signals. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to do something and somebody's going to react in a way that you didn't think was going to be that way. We're all human. We're all different. We all think differently. Like yeah. it's We're not it's, immune to the same stuff. It and is, you're even more exposed to it. Yeah, it's very challenging. It's a very touchy, sensitive area Ooh. for some. Oh, for sure. And uh, yeah, it, it's easy to make a real boner move. <laughs> totally. I, I do it regularly so <laughs> <laughs> and without leading into like that the one of the other things that we're going to talk about later the first two couples that my ex and me fooled around with broke up the next day like they were the oh, matriarchal yeah. couple that brought back <clears throat> this whole sort of thing she was in charge of the first party that i dj'd and then the other couple was super super solid and it was just like we're black widows obviously we can't do this we're going to destroy everybody so we had like that false start but it's all about perception and like confidence at that level for sure i think you're putting a little bit of undue weight on yourself oh no this this was way before all of that stuff and that's exactly it we didn't have the emotional tools to deal with this is definitely their issue like we we weren't the straw that broke the camel's back in anything they just finally missed that last signal or didn't get that final cue like that was a big build-up people like that don't break up because of somebody else true 
Yeah. Well, that kind of goes to my next point as well. That like, uh, I don't want to talk about like the changes in the community as a whole. I think that there has been a, a big shift within um, the lifestyle community as a whole. But I think within each individual community, there's even shifts. And uh, like Jonathan was just talking about, there have been an ornament amount since we've been in the lifestyle. And I think that's around like seven years now. Since we've gotten the lifestyle and we met the community, pro- our community of friends probably five six years ago give or take that there's been some drastic changes and this year has been almost like the year of the breakups which is kind of interesting we did a breakups and shake-up show um like two episodes ago but we were talking about the dynamics we're bringing that up because i found that the biggest change for me and the community at large is that there has been more breakups but not like there's people exiting the lifestyle. So the dynamic from our perspective is kind of interesting because we have people messaging us, let's, let's say about a social or something like that. And it's like, well, is my partner going? And I'm like, are my ex going and stuff like that? And I'm like, well, it, does it, one, does it matter if they're there? Like if you, you should be able to have the conversations after the fact to be able to say, hey, I want to go do something like this. And is it okay if you not go? So that, cause I can feel comfortable in that dynamic in my head. I feel like that's just easy to do because most people that we've seen break up um, either um, some of them have kids. Yeah. Some of them do have kids. Yeah. So you're going to have to speak with those people. Yeah. Right. Like, let's be real. If you're if you're gonna break up and you have kids, you're gonna have to speak with your ex. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't see how that dynamic doesn't go into the lifestyle. If you guys want to stay in it, on either side, if both sides want to stay in it, I see that it would help and benefit you to talk to that person just as openly as you did while you were in the lifestyle to say, hey, I'd like to go to this party as a stag or a unicorn and go do that. But that's the big change that I've seen. I think there's just been a big shift in a lot of breakups, but it's interesting to see our side, to see these people wanting to stay in the lifestyle because it's almost like, like you said, you can't put that back in the box. I think it's easier to say that than to actually make it happen because obviously if there's a breakup, there's a lot of emotions involved. I was just about to well, say, when you bring very, sex into it, very yeah. few decisions I've been making lately in refer- reference to the ex have been rational in right. any way, shape or form. Like hindsight being the gift of you know, being able to look back on stuff like that's, I don't know, man, you just, you don't act proper. Like you, you just, you go a little bit crazy during a breakup. And I think that all you can do is kind of expect them to do what's going to benefit them. And quite honestly, like there was a point in time where I just, I wanted nothing to do with anything. I didn't want her to know about it. I didn't want anybody to know about it. And it was just one of those like really sort of embarrassing things. And now I guess sitting on the other side of it, it would be a conversation that I'd be willing to have, but it just, and at the same time, I'm almost of the mind like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to cross that bridge when I come to it. But what about the changes? What do you think? Well, actually, you got something you wanted to say. Well, I was just going to say, like, anybody who knows me knows that I'm highly not emotional. Uh, so I don't, I don't really get the emotional side and I, and I'll just accept that that's something that people deal with. Like, I'm not going to try to go down that road, but from my perspective, I don't understand why I can't just do the thing that I want to do irregardless of if she's going to be there or not. I'm just going to do it. And if that's a problem for her, then maybe that's a, a space where she needs to protect herself. Um, like you can't tell people where they can go. 
One hundred percent. I agree with you, yeah. and, I, and that's just this is just the big change that I've seen in the community at large is that we've had a lot of people break up, and but it's interesting to see that people want to still continue to go out, but they're hesitant to do that. And I, I, I like actually point, think though. that you and Tara have made huge inroads in making a difference for what it's like to be a single male in the lifestyle because I was a single male in the lifestyle about seven years ago. And I can tell you everybody who I thought was my best friend stopped talking to me. And I was still pretty tight with my ex and I would ask what people are up to. They'd be like, Oh, nothing. And literally 10 minutes later they would text her and say, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? And it just, everybody seemed so fucking fake. The transparent, <laughs> yeah, the transparency can be, uh, I, I get that aspect. We we see that all the time. Um, we, that's what we, one thing we did talk about in our breakups and shakeups episode was the dynamic of what if, as a couple, like let's say let's say we're all in a couple here and we have friends of ours that we sleep with that break up. Okay. But you were more like, let's say, well, as guys, you probably maybe liked having sex with her more. But even as a couple, you liked having sex with her more. And he was out of the picture, right? That's where I think that where you think that your friends are becomes more relevant in the lifestyle because you will find out sooner than later who your true friends are. Yeah. I'd say there's also more of a delta between when they're a couple in the lifestyle versus the single male and the single female after that. Everybody in the lifestyle knows of them as that couple. You know of them as that sort of that joint personality. And I think that when you play with them, you might be exposed to the guy and the girl version of what that couple represents. But until you're placed in a situation where there isn't the dynamic of both of those energies, you don't really know what you're about to expect. I totally agree with that because you're in the confines of whatever you're comfortable as a couple and that's going to change how you interact. Mm -hmm. So when you it's no longer comfort, have those yeah. confines, you're going to interact with people differently. Yeah. And they're oh, going to experience you differently as Absolutely. well. Well, uh, 100%. I was like, I was thinking as a couple, as a unit, right? That's one unit, right? Now you're becoming two separate units, right? Yeah. So again, how, and it's funny because we were, it's funny how the la the ladies just did their episode last week and what they probably talked about is not going to be the same thing that we talk about and how we conduct ourselves probably on interviews like Ramrod did with Rosewater oof, forever ago. We did that parenting one on our oh, old yes. episode, Sue Years on ago. the Air, yep. and then Slip and Skyla, how you guys are together, probably different, not necessarily different, but you just met your mannerisms, how you act, how you interact with people are different if your partner is there. Because obviously oh, you're totally. thinking probably about them first. In my head, that's usually where I go. Yep. Absolutely. But anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for that wonderful segment. We're going to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about some more stuff. <laughs> Stay tuned. Hey, sexy listeners. Do you like free stuff? Because we like free stuff. And Adam and Eve is helping us to give you some free stuff. Right now, if you go to adamandeve.com and use SU at checkout, you'll get one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve will give you 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. Plus six free spicy movies. Plus free shipping. That's right, folks. If you go to adamandeve.com, 
Pick out one item, you'll get it for 50% off, plus a sexy gift for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, plus six free spicy movies and free shipping. Sue at adamandeve.com. This space is for rent. Our show is growing and we want to get your message out there. If you're a business and you want to promote what you got, get in touch with us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com. We are flexible with our ad space options and confident your message will be heard. Again, email us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com for more information today. We look forward to hearing from you. We want to say that we know it can sometimes feel lonely navigating this world of open relationships. We know that it can be difficult to find people to talk with. We know because we've been through it. And although we certainly are not therapists or licensed psychologists, we know that sometimes all you need is just somebody to talk to. We've helped hundreds of people on their journey with non-monogamy and are passionate about helping thousands more. We offer private coaching to anyone interested in opening up their relationship and reach out to us for multiple reasons. It could be that they're struggling to get out to a club and are looking for a little extra encouragement, or they may not know how to go about discussing their fantasies and desires with their partner. Visit sexuninterrupted.com slash book online to schedule your free 10-minute one-on-one session today. Welcome back to Sex Interrupted with James, because Tar's away and the boys will play. Um, so we're back uh, in the studio. I got Ramrod Slip and Jonathan. God, I got to get you guys name tags so I can remember all this stuff. Um, but anyways. Uh, we have talk- name tags on our scotch. Oh, that's right. They're the wrong names. We've been over this. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You guys. Ever refined, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we're, a cl- we're a classy bunch of We are a classy here. bunch. Cheers. Here's to that. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, here we go. Here it is. Here we go. And to you, dear listener. Cheers to you as well. Cheers to you. Hope you have. <laughs> that was really a, heartfelt. Hope you have, yeah, I hope you have a scotch. <laughs> so, um, I did an ep- I did a men's discussion at uh, Hedonism for uh, during YSW in October, and we did a men's and women's discussion. It's the first time it's been done, and it was actually well received. But I had some topics of points that were brought up during that discussion, and I just wanted to bring them up with you. One of the first ones that was brought up, which is kind of which coincided with one of our episodes that we did right before we left, was sobriety and drugs and alcohol in the lifestyle obviously um for us to be i guess successful in the uh, lifestyle and in having sex uh, we kind of have to get an appendage hard right now not to say you can't be the king of foreplay if you can't get it hard or if you've had sex twice and you can't get it hard or or if you actually have ed and you actually need help please seek help um, but anyways, um, on top of that, we have to get that hard. And the one thing that comes in conflict with that is drugs and alcohol. Um, I know that um, I have partaken in a little bit of drugs in the lifestyle. Um, but have you guys noticed that there is um, obviously a lot of drugs in the lifestyle? Yeah, Certain I've party drugs, yes. Yeah. When you look for it. <laughs> Oh, you guys all have different perspectives, but yes, it, it's there. So, Absolutely. well, the lifestyle, one thing that we've always said is it's a party atmosphere. So you're going to probably find the paraphernalia that comes with party atmospheres and party drugs usually tend to be that thing. What I don't understand and what I would really try to get my head wrapped around is um, like, if you're going to do drugs and it's going to affect your performance, would you want to stay away from those drugs? Well, obviously, if it's going to affect your performance, then I feel like the right choice is 
don't do it because then otherwise what are you doing at a swingers party mm-hmm. so then what is proper planning can stand in the way of performance issues as well yeah but drugs and alcohol tend to take away from proper planning oh absolutely yeah no no absolutely absolutely, absolutely. I, I i definitely realized that that's that's absolutely true too many drugs and too much alcohol will will make you uh un, unable but there are definitely drugs that can assist with that Yes, but mm-hmm. I, what I've also found out with those drugs, like Cialis, Viagra, and I'm talk, that's pretty sure that's what we're talking oh, about sure. here. Um, Whether those, or not from questionable Mexican destinations or origins is wherever, the point. wherever you get them from, Jonathan. I cannot say, but <laughs> okay, anyways, you should but. get them from a pharmacist, please. Um, <laughs> um, because one of the things that one of these these drugs need to do, though, is is that when they first were originated was for um, angia. Um, because of your heart, they were trying to lower blood pressure, uh, lower your blood pressure, and what they found was the side effects was a massive erection, and that's technically the reason why they were first um, created. But the one thing about these drugs is, is it takes blood and pumps more of it. Correct. So during arousal, you have a lot of blood flow. So if you have no arousal, you have no blood flow, and these drugs don't work. So a lot of times, a lot of guys, and I've seen this before, and you've probably seen it, um, they'll pop like three, four because they're not working. And they'll pop two, three, four, five, six, and you're like, what? Whoa, Whoa. hold the fucking phone here. What? Well, it's because they're not aroused. They're in the wrong place, wrong time. They're in the wrong scenario thinking that this is going to take their mind off of it. And all it does is make you think more about it more often than not. Not only that, um, I always feel like if I do pop a Viagra and I don't get the opportunity to use it, my heart feels like that goofy cartoon where his heart's mm-hmm. beating out of his fucking chest. Like, like legit. Like, I have to do something about it because if I don't, I'm in trouble. I've never had a Viagra not work. Interesting. So then you've been aroused. So you've been in the I, right Today locations. I learned I'm always aroused. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think that um, a lot of people are taking to doing the lifestyle sober. And so my question to you guys is, would you consider ever doing the lifestyle sober or have you? I, I personally like to have a glass of wine or two or four and enjoy the evening. Um, I don't know if it's good genetics or what. I generally don't have a problem. Right. So are we saying like sober is bone dry? Well, uh, yeah, I'm, what is in, sober? In my, in my head, I think sober is not having any alcohol, right? Because I smoke a shit ton of pot and that's how this it goes. But I'm more thinking of like, would you do the lifestyle without alcohol? One hundred percent. Yes, I I really only drink because everybody else is drinking, and I very much handicap myself. Like I stop. I only. I specifically bring only a certain amount. Um, usually, don't even drink that, and it's just to keep face because it's weird to not drink when everybody else is drinking. Like social convention. Yeah. Um, but no, I I like to stay sober for a couple of reasons. Uh, a, I can drive home for. For I don't have to pay for any type of transportation. B, I can drive home because if things get weird, we don't have to have this awkward, stranded moment. We can just deal with it. Um, and then finally, the erection issue. I don't want to have any reason why I might regret not being able to be at my best tonight. 100% put your best dick forward. <laughs> I say this all the fucking time. Well, now all of our answers are going to pale in comparison to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Slip. 
anyways, but I and I think that a lot, a lot of the times we find ourselves in scenarios where we're like, I would love to remember this. Mm. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Well, then, so now we're now we're treading into the strange part of like I can go to a party and I can do a, a limited amount of drugs and still remember everything that's going to happen. Like it's not as though I'm drugs not... make it completely toss it out. Okay, go to the alcohol side then. I think I could if there was a reason to get blotto. No, 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 no. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm saying I could do the lifestyle sober from the alcohol point if yeah. there was a reason. Although I like outside of somebody being super sober and not being able to be around drinkers, but that's kind of a weird dynamic there as well. I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't think in my sort of seven year history and the five year history with the, with the lifestyle that that's ever really come up. It's always been an accepted thing, be it like a well, party. Like I said, it's a party and atmosphere. It, and that's it. It's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely that. But even when we went over to people's houses for like weekends and stuff like that, there was, there was always a mix of alcohol and in some case drugs as, as well. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I guess a lot of the people I hang out with do drugs and alcohol <laughs> regularly. And when you throw sex in, that doesn't really change what they are or what they do. No, I'm not trying to say the people that it changes. I'm just more pointing out the fact that like, one, I would love to remember it. And I like your point of being able to just have your out and be able to leave at that's any point. That's the best reason yeah. that I, I think. I, I think that's a great one instead of having to sit at the front door and be like, wait for the cab and she's either just fucking scowling at you because <laughs> you did something wrong and then you got to get forgiven. Or, yeah. But there's also the flip side where, you know, you don't have to get blasted, but having a couple of drinks lowers your inhibitions and makes everyone feel a little more relaxed and comfortable. There's a reason it's called social lubrication. Yeah, absolutely. So having a couple of glasses of wine is not a, should not be a big deal. Having... A couple bottles is a different story and then and if if you're you know sloppy drunk yeah you're gonna ruin the the evening for everybody well and not, not many yourself. people are gonna want to play with you anyways exactly. that's what a lot of people say and i we've talked to people the one thing that they can say though for certain is is that there have been so people that have done the lifestyle sober for their entire time they're completely 100 percent sober and the thought process goes to that they were able to make 100 percent of every decision they ever made with a hundred percent clarity right so nothing in the way of maybe saying yes no maybe so everything they did was 100 percent their choice their decision and it was 100 percent clear without any sort of I guess, interference in between that decision. I kind of feel like you have to go back to own your no um, on that one. If like, like it shouldn't matter what gets in the way. If it's a no go, it should always be a no go mm -hmm. regardless of what kind of social lubrication you have. Oh no. And I think if somebody's too drunk, I wouldn't be playing with them anyways. No. I completely agree with you. The dynamic goes is like, could you do it sober? And again, it's it's not because nobody really thinks about it, right? Because again, every time you go out, what do you do? You maybe grab a beer or a glass, a bottle of wine, or you know, you grab some scotch and you just you maybe go have a couple and you go and chill and hang out, and then maybe you get to the sex. But more often than not, you're not going out to get annihilated drunk because if you do end up like that you end up like me on halloween and passed out at your own party <laughs> on a couch <laughs> finger banging lady while you fall asleep so that was great but anyway here's a question for you as a uh, as a lifestyle events promoter of sorts 
Would you ever consider doing a sober lifestyle party? Never no since? drugs, no alcohol, no nothing. Advertised. Uh, Advertised. Well, if you're going to say no weed, then I'm going to have to say no. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, and no, not not to that point. If if there was, I think there's becoming more of a demand, and if there becomes a big enough demand, I think there is a definite idea and a process to doing dry events i don't necessarily say that that's a bad thing because more often than not when we did our sober episode with john and jackie melfi from open love 101 they um talked about and he owns clubs in the states so he owns the colettes and his i we asked him the exact same question would you consider doing a dry event? And he said, no. You had a chance. <laughs> I would, I, I'm that. making money but doing the, this. But the thing is, is like he's not selling alcohol. It's all BYOB. Mm-hmm. So technically, he's not making a dime off of that. No, he is by knowing that you don't sell tickets to a dry event. How do you know that? There's because never been one. he's a pretty good businessman. No, but I'm saying, but there's never been one. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe, now, maybe that's now, the breakthrough that's waiting for. But now... Transfer over to the kink community, BDSM community, completely dry events and mandatory dry events. That's a different kind of scene, though. Like you're dealing with a lot of fluid bonding and you're dealing with things that can't be held. And I'd argue that agreeable in certain swinger environments, you are in that as well. But I'd say that the onus is a little bit more on the full consent. And if you don't consent the majority of those actions could be considered a type of assault and not to say that swingers isn't assault either i don't i don't know man that's that's a really i, I also feel really like backtracking really yeah, quickly no, I, got, I, 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 got like I got it that's a really that's a gray area because that that to me seems more of a sport no, because you've associated drinking and alcohol and drugs with the lifestyle and that's fun. No, I've associated that. that with sex. Ooh. See, well, okay, so in the lifestyle, then you consider the lifestyle sex. Any any dynamic in that sense. Mm-hmm. But it's never really been done. Kink, in, kink and BDSM communities do it all the time. Dry light hotel takeovers, yeah. dry weekends, completely dry. Like, no drugs, no alcohol. If you are caught with anything in your system, technically you were removed. The community's not big enough. So the dynamic goes, I would throw a, a dry event if a bunch of people said, I would like to do a dry event. But not enough people have said that yet. A lot of people have asked, are there any dry events? So the dynamic goes, would will we do one as a tester? Why not? Are you going to take up the uh, the torch? Maybe I will. But then you I also, challenge you to. You also <laughs> look at reducing your risk threshold as well, right? So you start off with, okay, so normally we sell 80 seats to an event. We're going to do an event that has a cap of 20. Then we're going to find a venue that can support only 20. So then our our overhead cost goes down so on and so forth and it has to grow you have to progression but you want people to miss out because that's they're going to be hungry for it next time right you if they hear that get them addicted to sobriety (laughs) 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 it's just straight marketing (laughs) and but that's interesting because i i would if i felt like there was a bigger want and need for it i still think that people need the social lubrication i still think people are not 100 percent comfortable and it it takes it doesn't necessarily take much to be 100% comfortable but i think that people a lot of people in the lifestyle require that little bit of extra encouragement to get themselves out there how much demand do you see as in what as wanting a a, a completely dry event well when we did the sober episode the number one question was is there any lifestyle dry events 
Interesting. That was the number one question. So, and it was repeated a lot because it's again the dynamic doesn't flow because everybody associates the lifestyle with a party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe you might have touched onto a bit of a crossover demographic here. Like maybe we're not looking at creating a dry lifestyle event. Maybe we're looking at creating an event for lifestylers who are dry, mm. or have become dry. Yeah. Right. Do do. What, what if you did like the bracelets thing, where you had like the dry mixers with the other people? Sure. Is that a fair place to put somebody who may have they're, had an addiction issue in the past? They're doing it anyway. Yeah, but see, even John, John, John from Open Love One Hundred and One, he had a problem. He is 100% sober. He got into the nightclub business after he got sober. So he had a lot of challenges in the beginning of trying to get sober. And he describes that in this episode. And the cool thing is, is that he runs clubs. So it's not like he, he, people, I think people's perception of uh, somebody who is sober goes to the point of um, assuming that they can't, they don't have the willpower to not do it if you're around them doing it. So he wouldn't get invited to poker nights because guys would be drinking and smoking and doing all this stuff. And they said, well, there's going to be a lot of alcohol consumption. We didn't want to invite you. And he was like, well, I don't give a shit if you guys are drinking. It's easier for you to take take your money. Yeah, you're not doing, <laughs> you're not doing sobriety properly if you right. can't be yeah, around fairness, people that are drinking. I really feel like he's in the minority. No, no, I really and I feel think that like there's a lot of people that have problems. It's not fair to rub that in people's faces who have had problems. Mm-hmm. No, and I think that absolutely. I don't think yeah. you should be rubbing it in anybody's face, but everybody takes their own objective and if you put your if you are not comfortable if you let's say if you had a problem and you got sober and you have a problem being around alcohol, you just don't put yourself in that scenario. But you don't expect other people to take on that responsibility when they're can't. planning. Things. You can't. Yeah. No, I no, think I think that his his opposition to not being invited to those things is absolutely warranted. Right. Sure. Okay. So, but then have the re- the right to reject yourself as well, and the strength oh, that's to reject he, well, that's yourself. That's what he deserves. Yeah. But and maybe there is a reason for there to be an event where somebody can feel comfortable to go to because they know that they can't dress themselves. Yes. Absolutely. Anyways, if you haven't picked up on this episode, Slip and uh, Jonathan here have known each other for a while, which kind of brings me to my next topic of conversation because alcohol took over that everything. But I think that was pretty cool. No, I really appreciate that, guys, because, again, the different perspectives of doing dry and drinking and not drinking. Again, everybody associates this lifestyle with a party atmosphere. So as I was saying, uh, Slip and Jonathan have known each other outside of the lifestyle before they actually got into the lifestyle, I would have to say. They've known each other for a long time, which kind of brings me to the topic of conversation that I wanted to talk about was running into people that you knew outside of your lifestyle, I guess, career, um, the start of it, and running into them in the lifestyle. Um, I think we all have our own little stories that we can tell when it comes to this. And I think that the dynamic plays out and everybody says the same thing and I don't I think it's a more of a faux pas that everybody's like if they're there they're there and you're there you're you know you have the same secret but not everybody's there for the same reason so technically it's not the same secret right so I think that there's that interesting dynamic that plays out and uh, so I, I kind of want to hear you guys' story of maybe running into somebody. Obviously, Jonathan and Slipper sitting right here across from each other, so it's kind of an interesting not much story. Of a secret. 
Not much I'm not even <laughs> really sure how we discovered that we were both. I mean, obviously, it was through your previous relationship. I, I know the exact moment. Okay. <laughs> I, rem- I remember it with clarity. I remember Story time with, with Jonathan right now. Go ahead, bud. So, uh, so me and the ex, I was living with her at the time. She's like, hey, I'm going to go to this fun party with all of these people that I, that, uh, I don't really know or that I know. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, go, go and have it. And I think I went off to the bar and I came back to the house. And it was a little bit later on. I get this weird call from her and she's like, hey, so I got Sly on the phone and it's nuts. It's like, what? what? Why are you talking to Sly? What? What? Where are you? What's going on? They want to take me home. What? Who Who wants to take you home? What's going on? Sly and this lady, they really like me and they want to take me home. What? You put Sly on the phone right now. Oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> How's it going, man? <laughs> Sly? Are you fucking serious? Really? I haven't talked to you in six years. What are you doing trying to pick up my girlfriend? She's really hot. I want to take her home with me and the lady. Is that okay? Normally I'd say yes, but I'm not sure what's going on right now, But And that was how I realized that you were in the lifestyle because then the next day I gave you a call and it was like, what? What's going on with this? And then that was weird because that led to me realizing that you were still hanging out with all of the people that we grew up in town with. And that reintroduced me to all of those people because me and you hadn't hung out for a good six years. I'd left to the mountains for that. And so the first reintroduction to you from me and you hanging out in grade eight and getting drunk together for the first time was after we graduated six years later when you tried to pick up my girlfriend and we weren't even in the we weren't even in the lifestyle at that point and most of those people who were at that party are the people are, i was talking about earlier who are the non-lifestyler lifestylers exactly so in that story that jonathan just told he was referring to sly as slip and slip as sly so um just gonna let that go but anyways slipping buddy i'm slipping it's all good Okay. It's okay. It's, it's the scotch. It just keeps talking. It's really um, good. It is actually just getting and better and better. Ramrod, you have a story that kind of comes into that oh, sort of dynamic. I've had many stories. I, I, it's, it's amazing. I mean, we, when we started out, we were very careful. We did not because we li- both have professional lifestyles. We really don't want this to get out to people we deal with. But uh, I mean, I, uh, you know, when we first started, it turned out we. I had an accountant that reported to me at work that was in the lifestyle and uh, I worked closely with this person for quite some time and then found out through another couple that uh, that they were having a party that we were invited to and we were all blown away. We were we, we really had to <laughs> take a step back and really assess what it all means because now I'm working with this person that is now in, you know, that, that reports to me that is... Have you played with them? No. Oh. Well, sort of. The wife has played a little bit with them, but no. Was that like a was that a thought when that started happening? Well, we we've been very careful. It's it's you been have, a it's I been think a very there's some people that really draw that line and we did again, yeah. we've done an episode on this with the uh, um Swinger Diaries and they can say for the last 8 years that they have completely separated their lifestyle life and their vanilla life. We've been very much the same. However, we see it creeping over. We we just found out recently that a a mother that we know through our son's sports is now getting involved in it. And we see her name pop up and it's like, she must know that we are in it as well. So we haven't had that discussion yet, but we're going to have to eventually. And then, you know, we've we've had many 
vanilla events and social events with her over the years. We're quite good friends with her and her son. Now we have to. Could you? Like, no, no, we probably again, would. I love how you go straight yeah. to sex. I know, because, <laughs> that, because I've never answered no to that question. Like, it's, it's, it's well, so and terrible. And how... That's why how much that got you in trouble? I we're, agree. Yeah. I'm we're, trying to understand the root of this careful. evil, man. We're very careful in that because we, we don't want our friendships to be affected by that. And we have actually a couple other friends, a couple other couples in our kids' sports that know of it, know that we are in it, or at least one of them do, and are interested. But we're still very careful. We do not want to screw up that friendship. But it's, nobody it's has said anything. It's, it's, it's complicated because one is interested, the other we're not sure would be a good fit, you know, jealousy issues and that sort of thing. So we don't want to affect their relationship in any way. It's, it's a tough dynamic. We don't want to touch that. But, and I think that a lot of people, I think that's one of their big fears of entering into the lifestyle and like hearing all this stuff, like people, it's okay to find people in a lifestyle that you know. One, now I think in dynamics when it comes to your job now you have a little bit more interesting water cooler talk mm -hmm. um but Absolutely. um when it comes to like let's say family we know of people and we have met people that have to coordinate i know a daughter and a mother that have to coordinate their lifestyle life and they both know they're in it and they have to figure out whether or not they can actually go to an event or not because they don't want to be at the same wow. event yes right so Understand that there are people that you are going to probably meet in your lifestyle life that you have known in your vanilla life. We were at a, actually, we were at a social the other day at uh, the August social and this girl's standing there beside me and I'm talking to her and she's staring at the door and I'm like, what, what, what are you looking at? And she's like, I know them. And I was like, well, yeah, it's a social. Like you should know most of the people here. She's like, no, no, no. They've never been to one. And I was like, yeah, no, they haven't. And she's like, no, I know them outside. And I was like, see? It's awkward. People are going. You should stop pointing at yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. No, but they knew them like as in like they were actually friends. Like they've mm. been to parties together and stuff like vanilla parties and stuff. Like just an interesting dynamic because you're going to run into those people. I uh, recently, uh, the wife and I went to just a, a vanilla function with another lifestyle couple just for fun. And of course, you know, Prior to that, there was a little flirting via text and everything. And at the play that we were at, I got a text from my daughter with a screenshot because she was on the computer of my wife and the gentleman we were hanging out with and his wife flirting with each other. And it created a bit of a concern for the children that something's going on, mom's not being faithful and not understanding that this is all okay, but they don't get it and they're too young to understand it. So it, it's something that we'll likely have to, a bridge we'll likely have to cross eventually to, to talk to them about it. But I think that at some point, a lot of people are going to have to address this, the elephant in the room. I'd say, right? I, I'd say you're not approaching that bridge. I'd say you're, you're staring right yeah. at the entrance. I, to I that think bridge. I might have something that kind of breaks the fourth wall on this, you guys. Um, I actually do have a work colleague that I've crossed the line with. Uh, we met. We met her. No, no, no. Like, like their lifestyle. Um, we met them at a lifestyle event. Realized, holy crap, this is who this person is. And then since then, I've actually had interactions with this person while Skyla and I were playing separately. Um, so 
here's the thing of that. We still have that work relationship because we're both integral to each other's jobs. And it does not affect our ability to do our work. Same. Because you're adult. But it shouldn't. And that, exactly. It should not affect the way you do your job. And it shouldn't affect the way you do your lifestyle life. It shouldn't in the long run. Because, again, a lot of people, like, again, I think when people enter into this lifestyle one as a whole, I think you should just be happy for them that they found it. Like, for God's sakes, how many people sit out there forever like I was when I was younger you know, cruising around on Craigslist looking for, yeah. well, not necessarily the wrong thing, but just not knowing what the fuck's out there. Because I didn't know that there was a name for this whole community. I didn't know there was an idea for this. And if I hadn't a direction at 19 of where I needed to go or what I, like, you know, the places I wanted to go or like if there was a social or if there was something to go and do, I think that it would have changed the course of my life as a whole for sure. Well, well, look at it this way. I think that people in the lifestyle have a healthier understanding of sexuality than people that are religious zealots that are so monogamous that it hurts. I think that I can work with any of you guys knowing that I've had sex with all of your significant (laughs) others and not have that affect how I deal with you. I, I, I do business with certain people that are in lifestyle and it's business. It's business. It doesn't change how I react or how I treat that person. Um, we're friends. And that, but again, even if they are your friends before this, they should. They're probably going to become better friends now. Absolutely. Right. And that doesn't mean you have to play with them. Like, I'm, right. That's that whole dynamic. You don't have to play with these people. They can still be your friends. We still have people that we met at the first party that we consider some of our best friends that we have never played with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, like so, there are people out there that I still consider some of my best lifestyle friends that I've never played with. Because again, sex doesn't have to be everything about the lifestyle. It's the biggest misconception that the lifestyle is all about sex. I'm str- I'm struggling to think about right now in my life who I would be uncomfortable about admitting my lifestyle membership to. Your membership. <laughs> I, I I don't think that I I don't think that there's anybody in my life that I would have a problem showing it off to. I'm in a pretty progressive um, sort of business vertical, I suppose. Yeah. So there's a lot of common like, and I'm I'm really struggling to think about a scenario where I would hide that affiliation. I choose to protect my anonymity about it more for other people than for myself Mm -hmm. because i feel like if i were to share that information with them they would be offended um i i could give two shits if they're offended i other like about me who would these people be who would the ones that you'd be worried about feeling offended by telling you this well i mean telling them this you know my dad so and okay, so the, and there, there's the other thing. Abso- absolutely, I, I absolutely do, and that would be a frightening conversation. But I, I guess I don't have that. Like I, I would like when I told my dad, he was like, "Really? Yeah, your and dad like, and I and my dad are not the same person. Different. You know my dad, and yeah. so you understand. But it was that conversation with him was one. That was an easy conversation to have. Yeah, like I, think, I, I think it's different though. Like for my wife. It's a huge deal for her because she's on hockey board associations yeah. and school board associations, and she does not want those people judging her and affecting her because she's dealing with a very 
judgmental, male dominated Fucking society. Absolutely. Man. And but she wants to be taken seriously and therefore this is not something she wants to get out. And I I respect it. I agree with that. One hundred percent agree with yeah. that. And it all goes down to this this dynamic that I said um before when I talked about that everybody's there for, you know, the same reasons, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like, oh if they're there, you're there, yep. you know, now you guys both have this little secret. The, f- the one part about this is is this secret might mean more to somebody else than it means to you. Totally. Yes, yes. And you can't right? assume and you cannot assume Absolutely. that the fact of the matter is is that, yes, you being in that dynamic wouldn't affect you. You being a CEO and finding your employee at a fucking venue or a party, yeah. the problem is it's not an effect on the employee because they're like, oh, great. It's an effect on you as the president of the company to yep. make sure that you upheld a certain level standard, even though it's fucking stupid. So I'm the CEO in this situation, though? Yeah. Employees fired. Problem solved? Yeah. So <laughs> And the employee's so suing you because you, back you are taking advantage of a secret. Of no, I haven't thought it out that far. Exactly. I haven't thought it out that far, man. Fired. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as a private contractor, let me add this. I actually think that it helps my business. I was going to say for sure it would. One does. Yeah. Because either I have a female who is potentially interested and adds a little bit of mystere. Now, I'm not saying anything's ever going to happen, but there are definitely sales that I get because I conduct myself with a certain level of charisma with women. And honesty. Yes. Well, right? for sure. But aside from that, like I dress a certain way when I know my client's a woman. I dress a certain way when I know my client's a man. Sexist. It's marketing. <laughs> it, it's sales. That's the thing about sexism. It's it's sales. Just contract and then I love the how deck. we got to sales and sex. So, but anyways, come on. <laughs> to to, to expand upon this point, I don't see a downside of it because I either get a little bit more respect potentially from a female who may or may not think that I'm attractive. But I also get that same level of maybe more respect from a dude who wants what I have. But so you're I don't using see the lifestyle as a sales tool it, as well. I'm not using it as a sales tool, but that mystery but it's also the, it's how you value. Well, like you talked about your confidence. <laughs> Everything your com- you say after but is bullshit, right? We're <laughs> like we're all in agreement with that. <laughs> no, but I think that, that that goes back to what you said before when you talked about your confidence. It flows over into your regular life. That mm-hmm. confidence of being confident with being able to talk to anybody, right? You can walk up to anybody at a lifestyle function and have a conversation with them. Whether you actually have maybe nothing in common with that person, you can still have a conversation because you're confident enough to be able to talk to somebody about regular day-to-day things let alone what they got going on or the environment that they're in right like again there's different ways of conducting yourself in that environment and i think that flows over to your regular life a lot of the time i still find myself being more open and honest in the business world outside of the lifestyle because i am in the lifestyle and i've developed these communication tools these listening tools these um even learning tools just from having one conversation to the next about developing these things like if I'm super interested in a woman. I kind of want to know what you like about what you, what do you like about sex? What really turns you on? What doesn't turn you on? What are your no goes? What do you what do you do? Let's talk about business. Okay, 
How can I increase your sales? How can I help you? What can I do for you? What can you offer me? Where's the interaction going back and forth? It's the same sort of dynamic. And when you develop confidence and clarity in what you want to talk about and the things you want to do, it flows directly over into that life. And I think that that's one of the big perks of the lifestyle is being able to be more confident in yourself about putting your best dick forward or whatever your product is, which happens to be more often than not yourself in the best light possible. So I feel like you might summarize by saying it's important to know how much and what type of lubrication. (laughs) (laughs) Always to know. I think it would be, I think it would be a fun experiment to like come up with a bunch of questions you would ask a potential client and come up with a bunch of potential questions that you would ask a lifestyle person and see how many of those fall into that little Venn diagram area. Yeah. Because that, that there would be a like that sort of interview process among, you know, putting your faith in somebody sexually and putting your faith in somebody financially. I think a lot of those would cross over strangely. You know, it's it's this. I find this all interesting because I, I like hearing different sides of it. In my experience, though, like being in a more of a professional uh, job and position, I found that um, if people that I associated with directly knew about what I did or about what my staffer did that was below me. They would judge you. They no, they they would use it against me. Uh, and legally could they? Technically uh, it they'd find other avenues. They, yeah. the, the, Everybody the, finds the, an avenue. In in the professional side I find there's a lot of really shady assholes. Is that a generational and thing? I, yeah, maybe partially. Yeah, we're, we're close partially, to age. I don't want to say that there's I, a generation even of now. Like my us, my but. business partner now, I would not bring it up because he is extremely square, and it would just make things really not not work well. Right. Mm. I feel so, like that's your demographic, though. Like, yeah, the people you're absolutely. dealing with are 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 a different. They are. Yeah. They're old school. There's no way I would well, bring this shit that, up. I think but that at the same time, times, though, sorry, yeah. same time, mm-hmm. there's a lot of professionals still in it. Mm. But they it's just more of they just won't talk. The only time they membership. know you know about it is is if you're at an event. It's like they, the unmentionable of the unmentionables yeah. of something that's random like that. Yeah, I get you. It's a, it's a, it's very delicate. You got to be very careful. That's why we all yeah slip Jonathan Ramrod. Anyways, um, I actually we went way over that last segment and went into oblivion, and now my dog is coming to annoy everyone. So I'm just gonna wrap this up. I want to say thank you to you guys um, so much for actually joining me on the show and having these great discussions. This is always what I've wanted as a men's discussion is have like almost a debate. It didn't even turn into a pissing match. This was a great, great fucking... Christ, it should have been a fist well, fight at like, least. I mean, we're all still wearing pants, so right? the question <laughs> of who's longer is still out. Shit. <laughs> Shit happens when you party naked. I guess that's kind of... That's yeah, what we're trying to say here, Especially when you run folks. backwards through a cornfield. Um, but anyways, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me on the show and sharing all this great information. I think uh, there's a lot of guys out there that would... Uh, love to just listen to the different dynamics of because again like you guys are all different and it's funny that you guys even almost grew up together so just an interesting almost yeah not even an almost (laughs) did straight up grew up together (laughs) did and find themselves in the lifestyle on opposite and different different and same ends of the spectrum so i think it's really cool so thank you guys all of you ramrod slot slip oh sorry jonathan thank you guys so much for joining me and uh yeah thanks so is, is this where the the uh, the the, the Tara gang bang starts? Uh, yeah, Sweet. Tara, <laughs> Tara. 
You're next. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, leave, leave the audio on. Yeah, I just want to thank uh, the Sioux crew for listening all the way to the end. Um, I want to thank you guys as well. Uh, we will be live next Monday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. And until next time, keep it sexy. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed this sexy show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at SXUninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Friday at 2 p.m. on the West Coast and 5 p.m. on the East Coast on the Voice America Variety Channel. 